Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay. I'm already fucking laughing. A.K.A. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you. Back on his old computer. That's right. New one's not working. Two weeks in. Awesome. <laughs> Blandy couldn't even turn the fucking thing on. Nope. Today. Nope. Wouldn't go on. And now we spent the past 30 minutes trying to get his old computer back up and run. Yes. Yeah, holy shit. It's late already. Barry, do you remember the, the days when you got started? Your computer issues? Oof, those were fun. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> but, you know, I was dealing with, like, a shit, you know, cheap old laptop. You know, Jay's supposed to have this nice fancy Mac, and uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be, is it? Yeah. Yeah, no. can't turn on. It just doesn't turn on. It's two weeks old. Nope, nope, wouldn't turn on, literally, wouldn't turn on. <laughs> cool. Hannah, how much was that computer? Because last uh, week was a problem, just, too. Just under two grand. Nice. When all was said and done. What'd you just do to your seat? I lowered it. So that way I don't have to <laughs> lean into the mic. The mic's right in front of me now, actually. All right, guys. Summer League is over. We got lots of voicemails about that. The Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier press conference just happened. They're officially Knicks. We're going to get into all of that. But first, wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. We've been getting tons of reviews lately, guys. Yeah. And I think that's because I'm reading them. So I'm just going to keep reading them every week. <laughs> I don't want to stop because they're flying in. Some of my favorite ones this past week from Matthew Boom. Five stars. Best Knicks podcast. F all the others. That's right. Fuck all the other podcasts. Right, Barry? <laughs> yes. I come for the irreverent humor. I listen to all the Knicks podcasts and this is always the one I'm most excited to listen to. You guys have me literally LOLing all the time. Nice. Blanderson is a little bit of an herb. I don't think I'm it's a herb. herb. It's herb? a herb. It's a herb. Oh, sorry. An herb. Is a, I know. I knew that was wrong when <laughs> I was cross saying. between I, basil and oregano. Rosemary <laughs> <laughs> and thyme. A, a little bit. Uh, Blandy, don't, let's not try to distract everyone from what's said here about you. All right? Sure. He says you're a little bit of a herb. <laughs> but great job overall, guys. You it's overcome hurtful. his weaknesses. That's hurtful. Get your crap together, Blanderson. You're breaking Barry's back with him trying to carry you. Ouch. I'm drunk and got too much time waiting for my girl to get ready to go out. Love you all. <laughs> That's a great Stay classy. <laughs> so, the, I mean, the good thing you can take from that, Blandy, because I know you were a little hurt by the it's herb hurtful. comment. Yeah. Or the herb comment. Is that he was drunk, so... And he's probably angry because his girl is taking forever to get ready to go out and he's listening to us while he's waiting, I guess. Is that what that meant? I, or was I guess. he writing the review while he was waiting for her to go out? I think while he was waiting. He was writing the review? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was taking so long. She was taking so long to get ready. It's the way I understood it. And then from Trinidad, NYC, these guys are hilarious. True Knicks fans that will get you laughing out loud. Absolutely my favorite Knicks podcast. Everything else seems so boring now. Fuck Yes. That is what I'm talking about. Fuck you, Rex Maz. I'm still, I still got that motherfucker in my head. All right, guys, please subscribe to the one podcast that isn't suitable for children, aka within 200 feet of a school, because that is what L, that is what they meant last week, guys. I cleared it up for you. L from the South Side cleared it I... up for me. Play voicemail number one. Voicemail number one. Guy, they call. He was talking about the language in the show. He can't be playing it around the kids at school because of the way you guys talk. However, if you 
was going to say something about not being around school, it, it is because of the sex thing. You, you can't be around school if you're a pedophile or if you're a registered sex offender. That's what that means. Come on, man. Landy got it right on this one. But anywho, I don't think that's what he's talking about, though. But anywho, um, man, I love the show. Uh, I don't know why I love you guys. You guys are crazy. <laughs> What does that mean? He he loves us, but he doesn't know why he loves us. It's just like he can't pinpoint it. I think he just there's probably a lot of different reasons, and he can't pinpoint the one. Uh, Craig, is there a reason we still don't see your face before we move on to the next thing? Yeah, I was waiting oh, for the fuck. big reveal. Sorry. Oh yeah, I forgot to reveal. Like, we, we don't see your today. face. <laughs> ah, Fat Here Joe. I am with Fat Joe, Evan Fournier, and Kemba. You can't really see because he's right behind me. No, you're hiding. What a them. weird thing when I was seeing these photos with Fat Joe in his fucking Who's Knicks not fat jersey. Anymore. He's not that fat. It's just yeah, even Joe. Though, even in it's the fact Joe. that they introduced him before the press conference, that they gave him a yeah, shout a out little, that he was in attendance. I have to be honest. I don't like it. First of all, I don't love seeing. I don't like seeing any. Any non basketball player in a in a basketball jersey without a shirt under it. It's just not attractive. <laughs> Should Fat Joe be wearing this? No. I mean, is that really a celebrity we need to be bragging about bringing to press conferences? No. Announcing it's Fat Joe. If it yeah, was two thousand and five, he's a huge Knicks fan. I Maybe get it. Okay, and he talks to the players. I know all that shit. It is so embar. It is embarrassing. It's New York honest. City, <laughs> Celebrity Row. You should have like fucking 50 celebrities there, not one fat Joe that you need to fucking brag about and put in photos with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. It's horrible. I didn't, I didn't like it. It was odd. I don't get it. At a time, fat Joe was, you know, he was big in the city. He and Ja Rule, Ashanti. Okay, bring them all in then. So why fat Joe? If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today, whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship. Bet online has the latest odds and news information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Well, guys, actually a pretty eventful week for the Knicks over this past week. Summer League has wrapped up. Deuce McBride and Quentin Grimes were impressing. We got to play the Hawks in our final game. Got to, got to get a look at Sharif Cooper. The R.J. Barrett disrespect continues. The Athletic put out their top 125. And guess what? Guess who's not on that fucking list? Could you take one guess? R.J. Barrett. R.J. fucking Barrett. But Nerlens Noel is. <laughs> how, how does that happen? That's just weird. That is as disrespectful as you can get, and no offense to Nerlens, but... Nerlens can't even catch the ball, and he's on the top 125 list over RJ. How is RJ not on that list? That means like at least four players on every team. There's at least four players on every single team in the league that are better than fucking RJ Barrett. How's that possible? On average. How's that possible? It's not. Like I said before, Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier are now officially Knicks. And we're going to get to all this. But the last thing is, of course, we've been spurned once again by the New York Knicks. Evan Fournier wants to be on a couple Knicks podcasts. You think he's fucking coming here? Probably not. Of course not. I haven't gotten emails. It's weird. I mean, we are the most French friendly of the podcasts, I would think. Yes. We've had Frank on many times. His groin. His groin has been on many times. He's going to be on Knicks Fan TV. You know, great for CP and Knicks Fan TV. Oh, is that set? That's definite now? Yeah. Mm. He'll probably fucking go on Knicks Film School or Locked On Fucking Knicks. No offense to those podcasts. But they're all fucking boring. <laughs> God damn it. Is it because of the bongos? Is it the bongos? What, from Iggy? No. That can't be. Iggy? That was years ago. I think we get as much disrespect as RJ gets. We're like the RJ Barrett of Nick's podcast. I'm good with that. I'm okay with You're that. You good with that? With being the RJ Barrett of Nick's podcast? Yeah, not with the disrespect, but being the RJ Barrett of Nick's podcast. I'm good with that. All right, guys, you want to react to some sound from the press conference? Jay? I'm ready. You ready to play some clips? Is your computer going to be able to handle that? Yeah, or? I'm good. I'm ready to go. You tell me All which right, one to go with. let's play some sound. I've got them in order for you, so just go one okay, by one. Okay, here we go. Well, first of all, the Garden is my favorite arena. Uh, I've been saying that for years. I don't Evan you know, just say that because I'm a Nick now, Obviously. but I've always enjoyed the, the atmosphere. You know, there's, there's just a different feeling and a different energy. So being able to play 41 games here and, you know, uh, 
having the fans with us. Uh, I, I, mean, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm extremely excited. I'm extremely excited. So what do you think of his French accent? Is that, you think that is in the realm of uh, Frank? It's not as thick as I initially thought. Oh, he's been in the league here like 10 years. What does that have to do with his accent, Barry? Because I mean, Frank was here for like three years and he started losing his French accent year by year. Forney has been here almost 10. So nothing crazy about what he said. You know, he's, he's everyone wants to play in the garden. You buying into that, Barry, or is that just what everyone says? No, I definitely buy into that. Look, I didn't think he was overhyped, which is good because I'm sick of that. You know, I was looking forward to the press conference, but it, also I had to like remind myself, right, you know, we see a lot of these guys come in here and it's like this hype train that comes along with it. And it's like, they're going to say a lot of fucking cliche shit. I'm not going to get too excited about it. Cause I remember like, you know, becoming like Austin Rivers, number one fan last year after all mm. the shit he was saying about oh, yeah. New York and playing for the Knicks and this team and yada, yada, yada. So uh, I came in with that mindset, but no, I thought they played it just right. I mean, Kemba couldn't get the smile off his face. You know, he was genuine. And uh, yeah, I believe Fournier with what he's saying about about the garden. And uh, nothing wrong with what he said. That's totally fine and legit. What else you got? You mean play the second one? Yes, please. Yeah. It does feel different, though. Like, this feeling has been like no other. Like, I'm just randomly getting goosebumps. Like, it's it's an unbelievable feeling to, to be able to come home. As far as added pressure, I don't think so. You know, I'm... As long as I'm in a good environment around great people, nah, I'll be fine. It does feel great to have Kemba coming home to the garden where he's played many games since high school and then in college. By the way, randomly getting goosebumps could mean the onset of diarrhea as well. <laughs> is that is that true? Well, yeah. I mean, that doesn't happen to you. I never heard that. Um, I have gotten goosebumps like in the middle of diarrhea. Yeah. I don't. I, I, don't, I think it's like just yeah. it's coming. I've never gotten that. So you get goosebumps and you immediately know you got to find a bathroom? Yeah, because I get like a feeling coming over me. So when you've got a lot of stomach issues, kind of like me. I do. Right? So you get goosebumps a lot then. Yes. Yes, I do. I'm going to be looking out for that next time. I've never picked up on that. but It's it's like diarrhea ESP. (laughs) Anyway, clip number three. So are you able to tell like... Diarrhea goosebumps from regular goosebumps, or it's just always yeah, I think, a red flag. No, I, like it's a it's a special kind of feeling, unlike any other. <laughs> All right, well, you know, I don't think he's talking about diarrhea. Okay. All right. Okay. Are we going to take any of this show seriously at, <laughs> at some point? I don't see why not. Although we do enjoy being irreverent. All right, clip three. Clip three, please. There we go. Ian Begley, that's why. Hey, Kemba, uh, welcome back. Do you, how did this all kind of come about for you um, the last couple of weeks, OKC, and then you guys work things out, and then you come here? How did it all come together? Pause this. Uh, Pause it. What? Okay. So what was funny about this, and I, I'm realizing now I should be introducing each clip, because this is just not working. Yeah. What? All right. So I'll try and do that. But- what was funny about this was Begley, you know, we like to play Begley clips to see if he's going to fuck up, right? He didn't fuck up here, though. <laughs> but his fucking mojo fucked up Kemba or the mic situation at the presser. This is the first time Ian Begley was in person now, right? Right, he was in person, right? Yeah, yeah, he yes. was. Yeah. So he worked, but his fucking aura <laughs> fucked up the whole mic situation, which before this, it was working fine, which I think is fucking funny. Right? Did you hear this, Barry, live? Uh, I mean, you I You know what I'm talking it. about? I, w- I watched it. I don't know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Here, uh, back it up. Like, back it up a little bit and play, Jay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, and then you come here. How did it all come together? Uh, I don't know. I was on vacation. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was on vacation. I got a call. I got crazy. So, I was great. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, I ain't complaining. Shit's not was, working, right? Listen. Keep excited. listening. It's like someone's unzippering their pants right now. <laughs> they switch to the mic on someone in the bathroom. My bad. My bad, Joe. You look performing. Yeah, I did see that. I didn't realize that it's because they left Begley's mic on and never turned Kemba's on. Is that what it was? And then what was he just playing with his his uh, fly the whole time? What's going on there? 
Is that what it was? They left Bagley's mic on? I didn't realize that at the time, but I think maybe that's what it was. <laughs> All right. And then the next clip, we got Fournier talking about Thibodeau's Knicks from last season. Ian Begley, SOI. Evan, what did you think about the Knicks group last year uh, under Tom Thibodeau? I think everybody could agree they overachieved. What were your thoughts on them and how did that factor into your decision free agency? Well, uh, it was a hard team to play against. They played hard, they played with discipline. Uh, you know what, what they was going to do uh, on the court and uh, they executed extremely well. Um, and you know, teams like that are hard to beat because they don't beat themselves. And uh, you really have to play well to beat them. So, um, so you know, looking at a team like that, you know, it's it's um, it's clear that they had togetherness, that they they practiced well because throughout the season they they kept you know getting better and better. And uh, as a player, that's exciting because you want to be a part of a group that works and that wants to win. Now, here's what I find exciting about that clip. All right, because it just it reminds me that this was Thibodeau's first season with this team. And we're going into this next season already with a new with an identity, you know, that Fournier was just speaking about. And him and Kemba know how the team wants to play. They're not everyone's not starting from scratch this year. We're gonna take what happened last year, we're gonna build upon it. They know what Tibbs wants. Everyone knows the style Tibbs likes to play. They saw what the Knicks did last year. And now we're just gonna simply be able to insert Fournier and Kemba into the same system and and we're going to be better because of it. Yeah, and it shows you that the image of the Knicks has changed, and it took one season to do it. And yeah, I mean, you could say, well, now, you know, the Knicks are going to be on every team's radar, that they're going to come in with a mindset that they can't just walk over the Knicks and that they got to come to play. But come on, we've heard that for years, that they just want to play when they're on the stage of Madison Square Garden. The fact that the Knicks up their level and are now getting the respect and could be part of the reason why Kemba and Fournier signed here in the first place. It just shows you the culture is changing. And, and, and I mean, I, I was super, you know, prideful um, when Evan said that, not like I had anything to do with the Knicks team, but I was proud of my boys, you know, and the yeah. respect that they're getting and deserve. Yeah. We're not, we're finally hearing some guys come in and not talk about how they're going to try and change the culture and they're going to turn shit around. We fucking turned it around this That's year. That's right. They right? want to be a part of it. Yeah. It's they're such a better feeling. Now we're just adding pieces and trying to improve upon it. This next clip was like my favorite thing from the entire press conference. Kemba's asked about if he's going to be playing back-to-backs this year because of his knee issues. I, la- I laughed out loud. This is That's fucking fun. so this good. This is great. Yeah. Uh, hey, Kemba. Uh, how good can the Knicks be with uh, you running the point and Evan added to the club and also you talked about your knee and how great it feels will there still I'm sorry, be I can't I can't I can't, I can't really hear will you. there still be a plan Why the fuck can't hear? for you to play back-to-backs or not play back-to-backs um you gotta ask them uh <laughs> ask Tibbs um <laughs> uh I forgot the question I'm gonna what was the first part of the question is that fucking great yeah, 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 with the big smile on his face. <laughs> that was good. Jay, did you see that? I didn't. You heard no. it? Did you hear it? Just now. You had no fucking reaction. You notice that, Barry? Cause, the well, visual I mean, was good, though. You know, because Leon and Scott are cracking up next to Tibbs. Tibbs was, you know, Tibbs knew he made it funny. Because Tibbs is Tibbs. We, he's going to play Kemba fucking 48 minutes a game back to back. Imagine he he's going to run yeah. him into the ground. It's like, fuck your knees, you pussy. You're here to fucking play. He fucking came, didn't come home to play to not play back to backs. I mean, I just love that Tibbs knows exactly who he is. Yeah. All right, this next one is Kemba on if the Knicks will be, I don't know. This, this next one's Kemba. I don't know. Just fucking play. Is this just him answering the previous question by Berman? I don't know. I don't know, Jay. Just fucking play the clip. I mean, I, I think we're going to be really good. I think we're going to be really good. Um, you know, my ability to get in the lane, you know, um, hopefully I can, you know, draw multiple defenders and just get rid of the basketball, you know, trusting my teammates. Um, you know, I know this guy right here is going to, you know, light it up for sure. He's going to shoot the crap out the ball. So then, you know, we got a bunch of young guys, you know, who we just drafted who are, Really, really good. Who I've been really impressed with, you know, watching summer league. Um, and you know, some of the other young guys who who's been here, the guys from from last season. Um, you know, me and Evan, we plan on coming here. You know, just bringing some leadership um, and just adding on to what they already got going. 
they're going to try to fit into the system, but they're going to bring a lot that we did not have last year from guys like like Peyton, who who Kemba's replacing, Rosen Kemba's leaders, and then Fournier as another leader in the front court. Uh, I mean, that's exciting too. And then this last one is is another one of my favorites. They were both asked how they're going to gel with this team. It's going to be fine. Uh, no, me and Evan, we we are two very very unselfish guys. Um, we're just going to get the ball moving, find the right shot, play some defense, try to get some stops. I think we're going to gel super well. I'm super easy to get along with. So is Ev. So it's going to be fun. <clears throat> well, uh, first of all, I think you need to uh, learn each other, uh, what guys do best, what they enjoy, um, where they're efficient on the court. And then after that, you know, it's just a... Uh, it's just playing free, you know, driving kick, just making the right play, uh, not holding the ball, just just playing good basketball. It's it, you know, it it, it sounds simple, but uh, at the end of the day, you just have to be willing to do it. You know, that's it. The Knicks got two consummate professionals, you know, that know their roles and are going to come in here. And like they both, you know, stated, they're looking to add to what this team has already started doing. Damn. You know, look, they're, they're essentially replacing Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock, and they need to score. Yeah, Bullock was a part of their defense. He helped to anchor it, but they, they couldn't score enough. And now they have two guys that, you know, score anywhere from 17 to 20 points a game. That's a big help for this team. And what they were talking about, not being selfish players, that that is great. I mean, we're, we're bringing in team guys, like whether it's in the draft or in free agency, and they're, they're leaders, and they put up good numbers, but they're not selfish players. They're not going to be sulking. I don't think, I mean, maybe I'll be wrong. I mean, because I think we saw it last year with some guys like Austin Rivers, you know, and definitely Alfred, where there was some like sulking on the bench or upset that they weren't getting playing time. It doesn't seem like these are those guys, but these that's not going to be these guys because the talent level yeah. is, is, is a huge improvement over, for these two guys over some of these guys they're replacing. They're, these guys are not going to end up on the bench, not playing. Do, do right. we? Do either of you know offhand what the Knicks points per game average was last year, or no? It's, I mean, it's got to be low in the low nineties, right? I love when Blandy asks us questions that we, without a doubt, have I don't know. No Maybe you do. Idea. Barry yeah. writes a lot of stuff they, on his they board. They had to have. They had to have been in like the bottom six in the league. I would guess because I'm just curious what that number is and how much you how much higher you think that number will be because of, of these two guys. Blandy, if you're so curious, look it up. I am looking also, but I'm asking you in case I can't get to it fast enough. These two guys, RJ, OB. I mean, these are guys who I think are going to average more points per game next year. Just trying to find the, the the team, but I can't find the team. It's just a question. You don't have to jump down my throat, Craig. Man. <laughs> I forgot that you're working on a computer that took you like 15 minutes to open. Yeah, up Zoom, this is so. not the this is not the new complete. Let's see, the 10. Oh, gee, really? 106.4 a game. What is that in relation? Which to is the 27th, yeah. 27th out of 30. So, yeah, so much higher than I thought. But I mean, you know, I'm I'm assuming that things will be considerably higher this year. Kemba did talk a little bit about some of the guys he saw in summer league, and summer league is now wrapped up. And over those last few games, we got to see Quentin Grimes really play well. Barry, is that vindication for you, you think? <laughs> no, no. Nothing happens in summer league. And Deuce McBride. Well, I keep calling McDeuce in my head. I don't know why. McDeuce. Um, <laughs> McDeuce. At least you're not calling him McDoice. Really played well. We got a lot of voicemails about summer league. So let's just play them and respond to these voicemails. Okay. Jay, play number two. Yo, 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 DJ here once again. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this is actually not about Summer I understand. League, I don't think, it's, but... It's well. Deuce. No, it's not. No, but play it. Yeah. Not Deuce. Okay. He says he could say I Deuce. Decided How about that? It's my new favorite player after Frank is gone. I hope he will see a lot of minutes in the rotation. Will be difficult. Will be very difficult because of all the talent we have in the roster. But we will see. Because of its uh, lockdown defense, I hope we he will have some 
some big time minutes on the tips. Let's see. Let's see. Can we can we request that DJ redo the I'm so hard on Frank line, but say I'm so hard on Deuce, so that way we don't have to get well, rid of that? Well, he just did. I guarantee he sends it in now. We'll right. have to, like, because I don't want to replace that. Like, that's a great one. Let's listen to some more voicemails, then we'll talk more about these guys. Okay. Actually, this one's from DJ. Actually, this before we play it, this one's from DJ again. I just think we owe it to him to let him try and clear up some of the questions we had about membership oh. into the Knicks Nation Germany fan club. Okay. And the other thing with the membership fee, mm. um, I decide to give you a little discount. How about that? Um, it's okay. Wow. You only have to transfer. I thought everybody in the world hates Americans, but he's given us a, a discount. That's nice of him. Fair us uh, $10. That's not a problem. 10 US dollars um, for us. The more important thing is that you guys have to fill out the membership form. Uh, because it's important um, for us here in, in the Europe um, because of the data protection and privacy guidelines um, that uh, that has become stricter and we are also affected by this. With your signature on the new form, you confirm that you accept the current laws as this is legally required. Okay. Uh, when you have questions, call me. Okay. See you guys. Peace. Oh man, um, that didn't clear up anything for you me. You know, I don't know, I, DJ. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I don't know. There's something about he, us having to sign a lot some of big legal words. paperwork to to for some. I don't even understand what it is. Did you read through this document? Jay? No, I didn't even look is at it. Is it he like a document? European document? Is it from Germany? I can't just sign <laughs> away my rights. It's probably something from the EU, I would think. It's probably has something to do with laws for the EU. For what? To join Nick's Nation Germany? What could that possibly mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, 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 I'm afraid to sign anything, to be honest. Is it in English, the document? I didn't even, I didn't even know there was a document. All right. Did you see this document? <laughs> so, no. DJ, can that? we just send the you the ten bucks and that's it? Do we need? <laughs> I like as a as a Jewish American, I'm actually afraid to sign something that's going in Germany. If that's the case, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I have to put my address there? on. I don't you want them to, to find to... me. I'm not signing anything. Is that weird? I don't no. want to sign anything. No. This is complicated. What kind of privacy are we giving up by signing this? I don't know. All right, <laughs> all right. DJ's out of the way now, so let's go to voicemail number four. four. Well, well, well. There we go. Landison motherfucking Hooper. Uh-oh. Hmm. I don't know, guys. The draft was a waste of time. These guys aren't going to see the floor. Why did we pick Deuce at 36 and... Jericho Sims at 58 and Quentin Grimes at 25. Wah, 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 Sharif Cooper. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't even get a chance to really like the draft picks this year, Mr. Negative. You know? You know? Uh, Barry was the only one that said give these guys a chance. He was the only one. You and Craig... <laughs> were y'all were pretty let's just say you were pretty down on the draft picks coming into the summer league i i I didn't i didn't feel the level of excitement coming from you guys so now that we now that it looks like we might actually have a couple of young studs i don't know if i'm in i think i think you owe barry an apology let's just get it out there Let's just, let's just do that. Apologize. And, 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 you know, we can move on from there. All right. It's a hard next life, baby. We, we, we've been here before. Love you guys. That, by the way, is Justin from Queens demanding an apology from Blanderson to Barry. For the record, no, that will not happen. We're talking about how many summer league, summer league games? Five, six. Okay. I'm sorry, but all right, yeah, they 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 lit it up, especially Quentin Grimes. There was last couple of games after not doing much the first few. 
But again, they're not cracking the rotation. Well, Blanderson's still staying on that line that he drew in the sand. Still staying on the other side of it. They're cracking the rotation. They're they're 10 deep, 11 if you count Taj. Who are they getting on the court in replace of? Who? (laughs) Who who is, is Miles McBride playing in place of? Tell me. Kemba? Fournier? Barrett? Quickly? Burks? Is he, is he coming off the bench before? Or, or is he taking minutes from any of those guys? You didn't mention Rose. I don't yet. think so. Oh, Derek Rose. There, there we. Maybe did. Rose. I mean, who knows? Oh, get who the knows? fuck out! Of here. Come on, <laughs> Rose. I'm sorry, He's not but no. Rose out of the way. But look, get out of here. But, but you don't. But, but you don't here's, know. Here's I mean, what you, don't you gotta know, remember. You're talking about guys Jay. who are older. Rose had. Rose was great last year, guys. But I. Injury. Do not I think the know. only way it happens is with injury. I don't think that it happens. There's going to be injuries. Would you just admit? Can you just admit? Because I'll admit it. I was not excited about the Knicks draft. All right. And I know it's just fucking Summer League, but Deuce McBride is much more of an exciting player than I gave him credit for on draft night. I didn't know. I and didn't you don't know, know what's going to happen I didn't know this season. That he was going to body up his, his everyone on D the full length of the court. That's play fun. with that energy. I didn't know That's that fun to watch. he could fucking throw it down the and way it's he valuable. could throw it down. I didn't know that he was going to be have that kind of outside touch. He's Look, fucking all, he's so fun to watch. He could he could supplant quickly at, in a point guard role if they needed him to be a point guard. I don't know. That could be, look how inefficient quickly, and again, it was just summer league, but you know, quickly gets into a funk and he's inefficient and Deuce keeps shooting the lights out of the ball and is playing, you know, up and down the court, the D that he plays, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, quickly only has a year under his belt. I think that him and quickly in summer league were on an even, were like kind of on an even playing field, to be honest. And listen, we're back to an 82 game season, okay? There's a, a great chance that McBride will see, you know, at least 35 games of regular rotational minutes. I mean, think about the games that Rose is going to miss, the games that Kemp is going to miss because of his knee. Not just back-to-backs, but when they get banged up and they got to sit out two weeks because they, you know, nick themselves up here or there. It's going to happen. You don't know what this season is going to bring. Number one, how they're going to produce and how they may crack the rotation or just because of injury and they're going to be a need, a necessity. All right, so injury, I, I you never know with injury, but I just don't think... Without injury, they're supplanting anybody on this team. Craig, your turn to apologize, please. Did I not address this just now? I didn't hear, and I'm sorry, Barry, or I apologize, You don't Barry. deserve it, and I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry, Justin, Barry. Justin believes that, Fine. Sh- that I'm I do. I'm sorry, Barry, that I wasn't fucking super blown away by draft night. You you deserve an apology for that? Justin thinks exactly. so. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you stop playing it up for Justin, Barry. Yeah, get real. I you, you Blandy owes me an apology too because guess what? After that summer league, I was right about Obi, and he's fucking better than Julius Randle. All right, <laughs> <laughs> so apologize to me for that, Blandy. Uh, <laughs> Obi already anybody, now he's already yeah, he's shooting the three better than Randle out there. Did three looks? Are so any good. of these voicemails about Obi Toppin or no? No, because I wanted to bring something up. Actually, I, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, you know, because here we are thinking that he's doing so great. I was reading on, shoot, it was Sports Illustrated. I don't know if it was Jeremy Wu or Rohan, I think it's like Nardkani. He actually wrote an article where he was talking about best and worst. And he actually said that he was worried about Toppin moving forward based on his performance at the Summer League. That I had to look at it twice and be like, what? what? And his argument was that, yeah, he did well. But that's because he was getting 36 minutes a game. And, you know, he couldn't understand why he was getting 36 minutes a game. He'll never get stuff like that in the regular season. And he went on talking about how he's not a rim protector, how a lot of the times he went to the rim and didn't really seem to know what he was doing until the very end. And it was just like the complete opposite take of everything that we've been talking about and reading about on Nick's Twitter. Okay. You know, you guys didn't see that? I'll see if I no, can find it no, again. I think that's it. being yeah, I mean, very <laughs> that's being very like nitpicky about Obi's uh, still a, just a second year player's game in summer league. Yeah, I mean his defense no has not looked good, but his offense did, and he did a lot of things out there. And why not give the guy thirty six minutes? And he a game? made he made uh, first team all summer league, right? Yes, I he did. He first did. team. Yeah, 
What's he saying that that he, he since he's going to get fifteen to twenty minutes in the regular season, he should get it that says, in summer league? That's it, fucking. It talked about how he's he's limited defensive wise. Uh, no you know, shit. He's not going to be out there on the court with Randall, so that makes it tough for him to even get out on the court. Okay. Well, he's not a rim protector. He's a streaky shooter. It was just it was just weird to me because we've all been talking up his play so much. And how I don't great know he was if he's, doing. He looked so, like a streaky shooter in summer. Like his his shot looks a lot better. And he was aggressive and he just looked comfortable out there and he gave you some hope that he, you know, that he is going to be maybe a little more than what some yeah. fans saw last year. That's all. It was just yeah. a take that took me by surprise. All right, play the next one, Blandy. Number okay, here we go. 5, 6. What is this? 5. five. This is Ralph. Hmm. Ralph. How can you guys not love our rookie backcourt. <laughs> and by the way, don't y'all feel better about our draft choices now? Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Jay, do you feel definitely. better about them? Can you just say that? Do I feel better? I feel better by how they played. Yes. I don't think it's going to make a difference this year, though. Let me all. ask you a question. Who needs their biggest difference this year? Hold, hold on. Let me, Blandy, because you keep saying your main argument here, which I think is fucking bullshit, that you were right because they're not going to, they're not going to, Get into the rotation. They're not going to crack the rotation. Who did you want have them? a top who three you, pick? Who did you want them to draft that would have cracked the rotation? Sharif fucking Cooper. He would have cracked the rotation. No, no. I don't think. I so don't, who, I don't so think who any could of they have drafted would've. that would have cracked the I rotation? I don't think anybody was. But like, okay, so know, but it doesn't. So what's it doesn't that change argument? the fact that it doesn't change the fact you that on that draft night bored, that was not impressive. But they should you said they were bored by the draft because they didn't draft anyone that would crack the rotation. draft anybody on draft night. How many Knicks fans were impressed by what they did on draft night? Just because they're doing well in summer league, that doesn't change the fact that on draft night, we were like, what the hell is this? But most no, of the time, I, the jury's going to be out on the draft picks for a few years. You got to you look back <sighs> on it a few years and see how they did. You know, we could look back now <sighs> Listen, and say Frank I, didn't work out. Knox didn't work out. I mean, really, are we, are, are we really getting excited about Jericho Sims and Quentin Grimes? Really? I just, I'm sorry. Maybe Miles McBride. I'll give you him out of, out of the group, but- like I'm sorry, Jericho Sims can can jump high. I mean, what what do you want? I'm supposed to all of a okay, sudden. Okay, don't you don't have to go nuts so about Jericho Sims, but come on, Quentin Grimes looked good over those those final few games, dude. His shot and he is didn't look so great over the first few I've games seen. though. And, but he did nothing the first few games. So yeah, he did stuff the last couple of games, but in the beginning he did nothing. So I mean, it's it's summer league. All all you got to do is just look at at Kevin Knox. That's what. Like I can't get you can't get crazy over this stuff. So does it seem better than it did on draft night? Sure. I, I really don't think it's going to make a difference, though. I wow. I, listen, I'd, I'd like to be wrong. If I'm wrong, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I don't need it to make a difference this year. I need it to be in the next future. You know, that's what they want. They want to build up the rotation. Hopefully they get lucky and they hit on, you know, you're not going to hit on every draft pick, especially a guy in the late lottery or in the second, uh, I'm sorry, in the late first round or in the second round. But you want a guy that's going to be able to step up if there is an injury, somebody that can fill somebody's shoes, give the guy a shot and see if he turns into something. And we may have something there. Play this next Play this next clip. It's from Danny B. Okay. It's a hard next life. What is up, guys? This is Danny B. My third take because I suck at recording voicemails, obviously. A uh, question I wanted to run by each one of you guys was with our roster currently as it stands, how do you guys see – the young guns getting, you know, a chance at their shot in the rotation. You know, guys like Deuce, Sims, Grimes, obviously they all, you know, have talent that could be fostered and, um, you know, given the ability to shine even more so. I'm um, just trying to, you know, see how you guys vision them kind of fitting in to that rotation, to the roster and the dynamic as a whole. Uh, I appreciate all of you as always, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Later. By the way, it did take Danny B three takes to get this voicemail right, which is surprising. The first take, to be honest, Danny, was fine. It was fine. I mean, you repeated a couple words, but I could have taken those out for you. And then you called a second time, and he couldn't even get past, like, it's a hard Knicks, and then he just, I don't know what happened. <laughs> did he have a case of the Ian Begley's? Is that what Which I don't understand, because fucking Danny B does these morning drives while oh, yeah. he's fucking like driving. Five minutes straight. He doesn't stumble <laughs> yeah, at all. He doesn't stop. I mean, how many takes does that take you, Danny B? How many? 
Because he, you go, you, yeah, you talk for five minutes about the game the night before as you're fucking While he's driving. driving. <laughs> he's just driving around the block over and over and over. Right. No, I'm just kidding. No, we love Danny That's B. That's the Danny B's morning drive around the block for eight hours trying to get that one take right. But yeah, it's an interesting question. We already started talking about it. When I, when I heard that voicemail, I started thinking about what's interesting about these rookies and is different than the rookies that, that the past, I guess this year, but even coaches of the past, you know, these rookies have had a hard time cracking the rotation is that these guys were basically picked by Tibbs in this front office. You know, it's different than Knox, who was picked by a different front office, or Frank trying to crack the rotation. Now it's guys that really fit the style of Thibodeau and this team, Deuce McBride, Quentin Grimes. It's possible they could crack the rotation because these are guys Tibbs wanted. He wanted them for a reason. He didn't want them to sit on the bench. He thinks that these guys can contribute. So I don't know who they could... I don't know who they could supplant, but if you don't think that there's a chance that Deuce McBride and that that intense D he plays could crack the rotation and the way the the way he carries himself offensively, he he doesn't miss from mid range and his three looks so good. And then that Quentin Grimes shot his defense. They play exactly the way Tibbs wants to play. If they prove to him that they can play, I don't see why he wouldn't try to find a spot for them. I just don't see who who's going to play their way out of the rotation. If they play better than Kemba, they'll they'll get playing time. I, I believe because they don't have because of the way they play D. But uh, Alfred Alfred played. He started all last year. We don't know just, what the deal is with Alfred. I mean, we're talking here. We had a guy starting every game until the last two, who we all know sucked beyond belief. Right. So what does that tell you? Al- Alfred was able to crack the rotation last season. He fucking sucks. <laughs> He didn't deserve so, to even be playing though. But he did. But they kept playing. But he fucking but started what, and he did. I don't know. I just don't think that there that it's that there's going to be a spot. And we've talked, you know, this is not are they going to do better offensively? Yes. Do I think there's going to be blowouts? No. And that's the kind of time where you get those kind of guys some some playing time just so they can get their feet wet. Well, sometimes I mean, sometimes I, you have these bridge guys or these overlap guys and I know Thibodeau usually doesn't coach that way where he's going to give a guy like six minutes and maybe playing next to somebody that he normally wouldn't to bridge the gap until he brings his you know main second unit guy off the bench the problem is you know it's tough for any player so I feel bad if that's a guy like McBride or a guy like Grimes because you really can't get into any rhythm you know you're you're asking to come in cold off the bench and just by the time you're about to get warmed up you got to go sit down again and good night you know your, your time is done um but I mean that's another at least opportunity for these guys, which is that little segment, you know, to bridge to bridge part of a rotation if Tibbs wants to stretch it out a little bit. Is Alec Burks so fucking good that there's no chance that Quentin Grimes could supplant him? I mean, come on. Is he that fucking good? He's not. I don't think that's that far-fetched. But but Burks performed for Tibbs last year. Last year, okay. I, you know, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt. At I the just start, don't see, sure. I don't see Quentin Grimes getting... I could see I Alec could Burks. see Quinn Grimes supplanting Alec Burks. I really could. I I just don't see that. Not unless Alec Burks is just horrendous. I don't see that happening. It, it would be very untibs like for that to happen. Well, we have to wait and see. Barry, you've been uh, unnaturally quiet tonight. Yeah, really weird. I knew that when you we came said on much. earlier, something was going on. What's up with you? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what you mean. I thought I'd been my regular self. No, you haven't been. Hmm. Definitely not. Huh. Would you go out to Not dinner? You got that like self. fancy shirt on. Yeah, we had like a family photo shoot oh, in uh, really? Oyster Bay and then went out to dinner what? afterwards. So I didn't get home till late. Would you all dress in white? These family photos, everyone dresses in white. Is that what's going on? Uh, no, I was the only one in white, but uh, but yeah, something like one of those. You went to a uh, like. This a... is with your parents? No, no, no. Just my wife oh, and my Oh, so two just kids. the four of you? Yeah, just the four I of just, us. You know, it's I been four years it's... since we did it. We wanted to update our, you know, pictures, get mm. some. Nice pictures Very done. Important. We're, I'm going on a family vacation next week, and my mom was like, "We should, maybe we should get like a professional photograph photographer." She was like, yeah. "Maybe do you guys have white shirts?" And I was like, "We're fucking." Yeah, we've I'm done not that. doing we've that done thing that, where though, everyone's in, in white yeah. shirts and fucking khakis. <laughs> I'm not doing right. it. Right. No, no, <laughs> we've done that. I don't like that. Everyone's in matching outfits. But I'm alright. <laughs> if you say so. Doesn't seem like it. You know how you know how exhausting it is to take family photos, Jay. Come on, 
<laughs> Very spent. Was it was it enjoyable or painful or? <laughs> it was fine, dude. It was what's fine. the weirdest? It was what's the weirdest pose they put you in? Ah, uh, probably sitting on a blanket. <laughs> you know, you got to try to get comfortable and look natural sitting on a blanket. Like yeah. four of you on this little tiny blanket. Like, yeah, like the kids can go Indian style, but you're like doing what? You got your legs out. I had like one leg out and one leg turned in. It's that fun. Like, do you have your, you have your like arm over your knee or? Yeah, I got like the one arm over the knee, <laughs> the other arm around the wife. Is this like a, a professional photographer or like just yeah. somebody you know who takes pictures? No, professional photographer. And I'm assuming this was your wife's idea? Yeah, you know, it's we we actually uh, we won this as part of a raffle for that. Did we talk about this on the show that we that we hosted we a auction? Yeah, I don't know if we talked about it. Yeah, the, Barry and I were we MCs did. at an auction, and Barry won a raffle for. Yeah, a it was like free a big charity show. event that we yeah. that we we were like the 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 host of the auction, but uh, but they had a raffle in addition to that, and my wife put in a bunch because she had been wanting to redo family photos, and you know we ended up winning that. Oh. Okay. Sounds like fun. Uh. All right. Y'all hear that music? Is it music time? News time? It is, right? Awesome. Well, the music is playing. That means it's time, Blandy. It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. Presented by Clarkson... (laughs) Presented by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. And you know who's joining us for the news today? Who's that? I lied before. Evan Fournier is here for the news. Is that true? Yes. Evan's going to tell us all about the Clarkson Avenue crumb cakes, which sponsor this news segment. Evan, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you very much. Are you you ready for Knicks Fan TV tomorrow? I cannot wait for the the podcast. Uh, I look forward to talking to uh, the Knicks fans on the TV. Evan, you (laughs) sound a lot like Frank Nilakina. I can't. No, if you, you know, if a lot of uh, people think that the French sound alike, yeah, but that's only, exactly you know, um, <laughs> how do you say, like stupid Americans who are very unsophisticated, they cannot tell us the difference between us all. And so you say, oh, you sound the same, but a true sophisticated Sam could easily tell the difference okay. between the two. Did, did you um did you end up finding someone in New York City to cut your hair? Yeah, I know you were looking for a barber. Uh, I did. I did find a, a wonderful little place uh, run by uh, an Algerian expat uh, in uh, uh, in New York City, and he is going to uh, cut the whiskers that I have on on my hair. And work around the bold spot. Beautiful. All right. I think you were here to talk about Clarkson Avenue Crumpet Company. So let's get the sexy music playing. I want okay. you to s- sell some crumb cakes right now, Evan. And then we're going to let you go to Nick's Fan TV. So I'm going to talk to you about the crumb cakes from the place called Clarkson Avenue. They make the most wonderful, moist, plump crumb cake you could ever want to eat. It just explodes in your mouth with the flavor. It is, in a word, spectacular. Mm. They have a crumb cake of the month. For this particular month, the crumb cake is the cocoa cookie dough. It has a vanilla cake with chocolate chips. Oh, this, I gotta be honest. This Fournier, Evan, your 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 energy level sucks. You're no Frank. Well, I'm 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 not the French Prince. You cannot expect me to be like Frank. All right, cut the fucking I'm music. Different. From holiday gift boxes to the world famous Crumpkins, they even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription. You get for three, six, or twelve months. Sorry, Evan. Go to ClarksonHaveCrumb.com. Use promo code HardnextLife for twenty three percent off your order. All right, Blandy. Give us the news like you've never given it to us before. Barry's yawning right now, by the way. What? Barry's already yawning at the start of your news segment. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate it. Uh, Joel Embiid has signed a four-year, $196 million extension 
uh, with the uh, Sixers. Another big free agent off the board for the Knicks. I mean, was that something we had thought about? Uh, uh, sure. I wasn't sure, why not? You didn't hear about Embiid's connection to, to Leon Rose. I mean, doesn't Leon Rose have connections to everybody? Yeah, we're going to get right, everybody. So. Uh, Malik Beasley, who we've talked about a number of times, remember Larsa Pippen, uh, got out of jail. He's been in jail for the past 78 days for threatening people with a shotgun. Ah, I didn't so, realize. Um, okay. So good for him. He's back out, um, not with his ex-wife or with Larsa Pippen. So I guess he's kind of, you know, ladies, if you're looking, he's out there on the on the prowl. Um, did you see this Trey Young NBA 2K22? Story. I mean, I saw his. I saw his overall rating. Yeah, his overall rating. They they released that for NBA Two K Twenty Two. It was an eighty nine. Yes, and he's not so happy about that. Well, he, Kevin Durant wasn't out. happy with his ninety six either. Even though there's nobody well, with a higher score, he tweeted out, "Feel like we do this every year. Y'all ever gonna get it right? Can't play it yet." What does he think he is? Did he did he say that? Well, he probably thinks he's on the um on the tier of Luca. And What's Davis rating? No, ninety-two or ninety-four. Are they ninety-two or ninety-four. Luca and Dame. Who the fuck do these players care about that? And Kevin Durant, uh, you know, tweeted out a video saying that he should be a ninety-nine, not a ninety-six, <laughs> Dude, because he can shoot, Come on. he can defend, he can do everything, and uh, he should be a ninety-nine. But meanwhile, there's four guys with a ninety-six. You know, him, LeBron, Giannis, and um, Steph. They, they took off points for his bald spot. That's what it was. Or his big feet, I mean, you know, got in the like, way of the doing? Nets. Moving on. Yeah, so there's that. Um, big thing, really, or the main thing is that the league released the schedule for the first couple of games of the season, first four days, and the Christmas schedule. It's always fun. Uh, did you guys see this? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Stop asking if we've and seen it and just tell us about it. Oh my All God. right. I just, I, listen. <laughs> so the Knicks uh, open on Wednesday, October 20th on ESPN. So a, a national game against the Boston Celtics. Mm. And that, they that's, play on. That's where? MSG. They're at home. At home. Yep. Against the Celtics. And then they are playing on Christmas against the Hawks. That is the first game of the day at noon. Is the first of five games that day. I feel like it's usually where the Knicks are slotted. Like, you know, I know the last couple of years they weren't playing on Christmas Day, but in the past when they always would, aren't they usually the matinee game? I don't know. It's been a lot of trash like talk that. on Twitter between Hawks fans and Knicks fans. I know. What is going on? Are, are we just in the head of the Hawks fans? Why do they think that they're in our head? It seems like they think they're in our heads. Are they? I mean, I couldn't care no, less about No, it's not like Hawks. we had you know, high expectations that the Knicks were going to get into the second round. You know, I think a lot of us were realistic. We thought we had a chance. You know, we understood if we were going to lose to the Hawks. Takes more than one playoff series loss to get in my head. I mean, it's not like Michael Jordan and the Bulls back in the 90s. Like, yeah, sure, if they beat us year after year, they're going to get in our heads, but... Yeah, I, I just, I don't understand it. Also that day, Celtics, Bucks, Warriors at Suns, next Lakers and Mavs, Jazz. That's That's Christmas. Yes, there's two games I'm looking forward to watching on Christmas Day then. What, the Nets-Lakers? The matinee and the primetime game. Yeah, Nets-Lakers. You know, if everybody's yeah, that's healthy. Yeah, that's at 8 o'clock. Yeah, if everybody's yeah. healthy, that's like a uh, preview of the finals. <laughs> that's, I love when everybody says that. If everyone's healthy, it's a preview because of the Because you have to. If everybody's healthy, that's, come on. Yeah, except you know what? Everyone's not going to be healthy. Right. <laughs> so let me watch it on Christmas Day and hope that they are, and then... then uh, you know, then they'll break down by the end of the season and we'll get, uh, you know, the replacements. I hate when everybody talks about the Nets and it's like, when they're healthy, there's no team that's better. Because it's true. They're not going to be fucking healthy, man. It's it's just not possible. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It, it, that's a big if. Huge, Huge if. if. Huge that, if. Yeah, yeah. If they're all, they, they got three fucking superstars that when healthy and together, they will be the best team in the league by far. Except the problem is, is that those three guys are never fucking healthy. So what are the chances of them being healthy at the same time? I mean, how many times are we going to hear that fucking comment? Yeah, the Knicks uh, would be the greatest team ever if suddenly they had 12 all-stars in their team. <laughs> it's not going to fucking happen. It's as big of an if as the, the Nets if. If Kemba is the Kemba from three years ago, 
The Knicks might be the team to beat in the East. There you go. It's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> my, da- my dad always used to say if my aunt had them, she'd be my uncle. There, yeah, there you go. So. If Kevin Knox is the Kevin Knox from Summer League, <laughs> I mean, whoa, this fucking team's going to be good. But he's not. He's probably never going to play again for us. Still be a cool game, though. Cool game to watch. Even if even if one of them's injured, you know? Well, uh, that's it? That's it. And that's the way oh. the basketball bounces. It's been a slow week. Slow week. All right, guys. That's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Jay at Blandy Hooper. And as always, you can call us at 516-33-MESH-1. <laughs> remember to, I don't know, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. Keep them coming. You're all doing a great job out there. And if you like the show, and you probably do if you're here listening and you've been listening before, mm. go ahead and retweet and like the show on Twitter when we post Yes. It. Yeah. That's a great way to spread yeah. it out, and it's easier than writing a review. Tell you what, we got so much love when Fournier asked which podcast he should go on. Did you see all that? I did. Didn't help us at all, but... People on Twitter that I didn't even know listened to us were, were, were talking about us, which was nice. So I was trying to follow as many of them as I could. I don't know where they all are when we tweet out the show and they're not retweeting the show. Yeah, so that's a nice little touch of support. Yeah, just do that. It's a nice way to say thank you. Even if you don't like Blandy that much, just do it anyway. In spite of him. What's not to like? The herb of the show. Herb Williams of the show. Oh, you do kind of have the personality of Herb Williams. You think? When you're not doing an accent, you've got the person- personality of Herb Williams. Right, really? right. Yeah. yeah. And if you were a herb or an herb, you'd be a bay leaf. The hell is that? I assume that's just a really bland herb. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know that for a fact? No. <laughs> so you're just throwing something out there. Is just a bay leaf even an herb? I don't fucking know. What is that, a bay leaf? <laughs> is that a real thing or you just made that up? Is it? Isn't it? What am I thinking of? A bay I don't leaf, know. No? I just think you'd be salt. Salt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually used in cooking. But what is it? And then you got you got to take it out when you're when you're done. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking up bland spices and they say ginger root. <laughs> uh, thyme, bay leaves. Very uh, bay leaves. Hit there it. You go. I hit it out the park, yo. Yeah, how the fuck did you know that? Wow. All right, guys. Uh, we're hitting a little bit of a dead spot, I think. Um, I just happen to be going on vacation next week, so we're going to take a week off. Are you guys cool with that? Or? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm going on vacation cool next week, too. Where, Where are, are you going? going? Where are you going? I'm going to Lake George. Nice. Where are you going? I'm going... We're getting a house... We rented a house up in Maine with my whole fucking family. So... Wow. That'll be stressful. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, my daughter's in quarantine right now, and she we were supposed to leave on Saturday... But now, because she's in quarantine, we can't leave until Monday. But on Sunday, I think you guys will get a kick out of this. Because I had my first camping experience this summer. On Sunday, we're going to go camping for one night before we go to the house in Maine. That sounds like fun. I'm going to be reliving what I did. But this is with with the kids. It's with the kids this time. Yeah, my family. Wait, and you can't quarantine your daughter on the trip? No, what do you mean? Like, we're, we're all getting in a house with other families. Oh, you're uh, all in the same house. We're all in the same house. We probably could keep her in the bedroom, but that's just going to suck. And we want to we want to show up at the house knowing that we don't have COVID, you know? So we want to... I don't I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? I don't know how much of a vacation it's going to be, but I feel like I'm not going to be able to edit a podcast, and probably nothing's going to happen next week. Yeah. What's the, what's the schedule for the off-season now? Do we, how much time do we have? No clue. When does training camp start? Do you guys know? No, I mean, our first game is October 20th, so it's, you know. Yeah, so probably another two or three weeks they'll report to training camp. Mitchell Robinson's been tweeting a lot, and she'll have a bunch of more posts about working out and setting his sights on Defensive Player of the Year. (laughs) 
<laughs> what did he? He tweeted out like he's big as fuck or jacked as fuck or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did look a little thicker, maybe a little bit. His legs still look like his legs, but. Right. And then he posted some video of him dribbling a ball, and I was not that impressed. Did you see that one? Well, yeah, he was disappointed no. himself too, though. He said, he said, whenever he goes to his left, he fucks up. He said. Mitch, you can't fool me again with this shit. You're going to be the same. This is a challenge. You're going to be the same exact player as you have in the past couple of years. Well, let's just hope he's on the court. Let's hope he's on the court. And I don't fucking get excited at, at you looking like you might have put on four pounds of muscle. I don't get that excited about it. He's still not as big as Jericho Sims. Not even close. Jericho Sims is a big dude. Mitch, you can't even jump as... I don't think Mitch jumps as high as Jericho. No. No, right? there's no way. As high as Jericho Sims, very few people probably jump as high as Jericho Sims. Oh, Landy's getting excited about Jericho Sims. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, you've, hey seen, you've, you've seen those pictures. I mean, Mitch doesn't jump like that. Damn. All right, Barry, enjoy your vacation. You too, my friend. Blandy, fucking computer better be working when we come back. I hope. I hope. <laughs> All right, guys, until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.